go with another one episode 31 keep it sports podcast boys with your host keep it lou and my right hand man keep it juan how we doing bro yes sir what's good bro another one another one bro a lot of fun exciting basketball to talk about today that's all we're gonna talk about it's not really big nfl news going on so we're gonna skip that this week but before we get into basketball right before we started recording this podcast you sent me something that got me super excited and it has to do with boxing. Yes, sir. And we're not going to talk about any YouTube sensation. We're not going to talk about an exhibition from a, a legend. We're going to talk about two, two opponents that we don't know if they truly hate each other or not. Fuck it. Tyson, <laughs> Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are fighting for the third time. Some big and I think dude. I saw Ju- in July. Yep. So soon, in about July twenty fourth, like, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So in about two months or so, we're gonna see that third round, that third matchup between the two, with the first one being a uh, a draw between the two, which um, a lot of people it was a controversial finish, mm-hmm. as well as the second one was won by TKO from uh, Tyson Fury, another controversial finish as well. The ref stopped the fight. A lot of people thought that they could have kept going, could have been a different outcome for Deontay Wilder. So could this be? it this third time around i don't know but i'm super excited to see it because i love that little rivalry that they got you love the story of deontay wilder you love the story of tyson fury um two big heavyweight boxers you know what i'm saying at the top of their game so it's gonna be a fun fight regardless you're gonna you know that they're gonna come out ready to knock each other's heads off yeah they're looking for july 24th um there's our alternate date targeted for august 14th if the 24th uh falls through so Definitely, it's still going to be in the next uh, upcoming month, so they don't have much time to train. No, at all. They don't, have, they don't have much time to train, let alone them being big heavyweight guys. But then again, they both haven't fought since their last... Well, no, I think Tyson Fury fought one more time, right? After that? Uh, it's yes. been Deontay Watt. Yeah, Deontay right. Wilder hasn't fought since then, so we would just hope and assume that he's been in, you know, he's been in shape, he's been training. I'm sure Tyson Fury has been doing the same. So, I, regardless, even with not that much time to train, um, they still know they're like each other as opponents, so they know what to train on within those shortcoming weeks. So, again, regardless, it's gonna be something fun to talk about. You know, whenever the the week following that fight, whenever we record, um, I know once they start doing the press conferences and all that shit, it's gonna be exciting. Hopefully. You know, we see some intense press conferences, intense, like, you know, verbal altercations. And then once they get in that ring, it's time. I think Wilder learned his lesson from the first two times, man. I don't think he's going to talk shit this time. I think he's going to show it in the in the ring. Probably. But then again, if if he does start talking shit from, from Jump Street, it, I wouldn't pass that shit. Because, I mean, that's what he does. You know what I mean? So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. But who knows? Maybe. Usually when those type of things happen, the other one comes out winning. So we'll see if it, this time around it could... uh. It could be an even split matchup between the two, but just know if Deontay Wilder fight uh, wins this fight, Tyson Fury is going to want another one. He's going to want it. Oh, he wanna, he's going to want a tiebreaker, which I'm all up for. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know how rare it is to see two opponents going to like four um, fights with the same person. I can't remember the you last see, time. You see, no, not four. Shit, there's probably a very a slight handful of that that has done three. So imagine, mm-hmm. you know. But all right, so we mentioned it. I mentioned it in the beginning couple minutes ago we're only going to strictly talk basketball the nba play-in has started we're recording this thursday may 20th okay play-ins game started may 18th on tuesday and currently right now the washington wizards are playing the indiana pacers to fight for that eighth seed so let's go back starting on tuesday man I want to start off with the Charlotte Hornets-Indiana Pacers matchup. I just want to start off by saying Charlotte came out there like as if it was 
their third third fourth game of the regular season, they they showed no effort. They showed like they didn't even want it. That was a murder. A murder. Man. A freaking murder. Indiana came to play and Charlotte was nowhere to be found. And that was from the beginning. From the yeah, beginning. Yeah, no, no, Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte had no chance to win that game at all. At all. At all. At all. And it all started with Sabonis. In the past, when we had fall and he was saying that Sabonis is not a star. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I stood up with you on that one, though. So <laughs> I agreed with you on that one. 14 points, and the points are not there, but he got 20, 21 rebounds, nine assists. Yep. Yep. He came to play, and he led mm-hmm. that team, and, and and he got him he got him easily past the Hornets. Oh, over over forty five percent from the field, man. Like yep. the guy's just efficient, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's officially their leader of that team, which we all kind of already saw that coming. Um, once they started getting rid of uh, you know, everybody, which I guess at that point that everybody would be considered Vic, um, because he was the cornerstone of that. You know, that's the reason why they got him for. Vic to be that main piece. No one knew that Sabonis was going to turn out to be this good. He showed that he was going to be good in, in Oklahoma. He showed he was going to be good his first season over there. But look how he's turned out. An all-star. A guy that's going to lead, that's going to be the face of that franchise moving forward. So he came out and he handled business as he should have, as a leader of that team. And so he you- moved them on. And as of right now, though, he's not holding his own, though. Because <laughs> Washington is up. 21 hey, points. That's a, that's a whole different story. We're talking about... We're talking about yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, though. But any, either which way, it, it, it's still... I only say that also, going back to all like the points I've mentioned in a whole bunch of other episodes in the past, you can't do it by yourself. I'm not saying you need another superstar on your team or another all-star, but you need a better supporting cast. That's been the problem with Indiana, even when they made... when they Since they had Paul George. They always have that guy, but they don't ever have a good supporting cast around their main star. You but can't you know never win like that. You know what? They would this year they could have a decent, but guess what got on the way? Injuries, just like every other team in the freaking NBA this year, man. Well, Terrence right, Levert, yeah. Terry's Levert not playing. Mm-hmm. Big part of that offense. TJ Warren, we already know his story. Yep. So you're talking about two players that can easily give you 20 points in a night. That's 40 points missing from your team. The that's e- you that's easy to, money. The fact that you were able to beat the Hornets, not just beat them, but destroy them. And I want to go back to LaMelo Ball, bro, because LaMelo Ball was to be found. He went four for 14, two out of six from the three-point line, only 14 points and four assists. That, that, that did one not rebound. Nice. And one re- Oh, you want to give him the rebound. You forgot about that. Yeah, No, no, no. I only say that because, I mean, he, like the kid was, I mean, look, I, I give him, I give him, I cut him some slack the same way as if, like, if Minnesota got into the play-in. You know what I'm saying? We all would, we would, as NBA fans, casuals would want to watch it more because of Anthony Edwards. The real NBA fans would want to see it to see if Carl Anthony Towns really has what he, you know, he has that in his arsenal to still play the game that he normally plays in the regular season, but in the playoffs. So going to the Hornets, you, you watching the Hornets, you, I cut, I, I would cut slack for LaMelo Ball the same way how I would if Anthony Edwards made it nah, to the play, to play in the no West. I don't cut bro, because the same way you live. The same way that you give him love, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make no, him no, responsible. no, no. I understand that, but I'm saying I cut him some slack in the sense like, I'm not expecting this guy to sit here and, and put damn near up like to put up damn near a triple double in a play in your first ever play playoff game against a team that's still has a guy that could lock you down. You don't or have guys to, that could play to, some better, some good defense on you. You don't you know have what I'm saying? to get you had, a triple double, but you huh? have to leave the. You don't have to get a triple double, but you have to leave your team. No, right. I know it's that. It's your team. But, right. I know that. But what I'm saying is you can't expect a rookie. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, for people to assume that rookies can come in and make an – like, bro, you don't have guys coming out like LeBron anymore. The last guy that came out like LeBron has been Luka, and that's it. There, it, there has been no other guy that has came into this, dra- like, first year and made an impact to their team the way how LeBron did when he got drafted in Cleveland and how Luka has – when he when he got drafted three years ago, so you can't expect that from Lamelo, Anthony Edwards, Tyson, uh, or Tyson, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, if they would have made it in or whatever. Like that's why I cut him some slack. I agree with you in the sense like you still could have performed better. Yeah, Sabonis had fourteen points, but he was efficient, and he did everything else. Lamelo Ball, he had um, you said it was fourteen points, correct? Yes, uh, fourteen points, four for fourteen. 14. Right, four for fourteen. He had 14 points, same as Sabonis, 
But where was everything else at? You I know what I'm saying? You, Sabonis you, led his team. Right, right, right. But Sabonis is an experienced player. He's been in the playoffs every year since he's made it into the league. So he's been there. He's played with superstars, with all stars, with stars. That's not he an has excuse, that. Man. That's not an excuse. No, if I'm not try, saying as, I'm not saying as an excuse. But you, this young guy, but, then you have you have to make him responsible. Well, no. If we're gonna be honest, if we're gonna be honest, if if yes, I'm a big Lamelo Ball fan, and you know this, I stand by it. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Miles Bridges is they, that's their go-to. Yeah, but this is Lamelo's team. No, when it, when somebody thinks about that team, they don't think about it's Miles Bridges' team. It's Lamelo's team. No, the casuals think it's Lamelo's team. No, if any bro. a real NBA a real NBA fan a real NBA fanatic would understand that Miles Bridges as of right now still we know where it's heading. We know it's going to be Lamelo Ball's team, even maybe just next year. But this first year, we all knew that it wasn't going to be automatically his team where you, you give him the rock at the end of the game, whatever. We know that he's, he's still considered a mediocre shooter. He's still, you know, his, 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 uh, his strength is still in question. You know, all those things come into play. But what I will say, the positive from th- them losing is this is only going to make him better. You, I don't know. You, you, you tell me. Do you see a different drive? Do you see a different like swag from him than you do from his brother in the sense that you could, you know, for a fact that you could probably depend on LaMelo ball to come back the following year way better than he was the previous. Well, the thing about LaMelo ball is he's always been confident in his game. Even, even before he got to the NBA, when he was in Australia, when he was in, in, in high school in Chino Hills, like he always, he always had that, that swag that I never liked him. You know that I never liked him, you know, little by little, I'm starting to, to change on him, but I, I I didn't like him because I thought he had too much swag and I thought he was too overconfident. But I get it, it's working for him, man. He's he's translating that into the NBA, and that's why that even Jordan, bro, he, Jordan loves his kid. Oh yeah, and for Jordan to love a rookie and to the point where he's like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like you being Lamelo Ball and you hearing this from the one of the best players to ever, if not the best player to ever play the game, right? And knowing like. You already had that swag coming into the NBA, like this may this shit should want to make you come back and or this summer and work on your craft, get better at the things that you're even good at already, but you get better and then improve the things that you're lacking, you know. And that's what I'm saying, bro. Like I feel like we're gonna see a way better season two in Lamelo Ball than we ever seen a season of Lonzo Ball. So if this, I would I would say that this was probably Lonzo Ball's best season by far. Okay. So if this was Lonzo Ball's best season so far, I guarantee you that Lamelo Ball is going to come back even better this year than Lonzo did this year. Let's see, man. But I want to move on to the next game. That was a fun game. The Boston Celtics and the Washington Wizards. Jason Tatum drops that was, fifty points. That was 50, a really good game. 50, 50, my dog. Fifty points. He led them past the Wizards. I don't know. Let I did. Finish. Yep. Oh, uh, like about a, a minute and change too, right? It wasn't even a couple I, I seconds. Talk, it was a minute I and change. Talk a little bit about that because if that was LeBron James, the NBA would have been all over it. Yeah, think- but that that's the thing though, bro. You said it right there. You you like basically said it. That it's because it's LeBron. That's why. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Star like Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is a superstar. You right. deserve that same heat that LeBron gets. I get that. I understand that 100. I couldn't agree with you more. But. I hate that narrative, though. Like, I hate that. So, like, I agree with you, but I hate that. It's so stupid. Like, I like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna drag and shit all over LeBron's name because he did that, why not do it to everybody else who does it? Because Russell Westbrook isn't the first one to be caught on camera doing that. I just say finish the game, bro. That's a minute left in the game. What what do you have to? No, lose? no, no. I agree with that as well. I'm just talking more in the sense of getting heat from the media. But then again. Now, look at it like this. I'm pretty sure you didn't even see it like this. So, LeBron would have done that. Everybody else would have dragged his name. Like, they would have said, like, oh, was he wrong, whatever. But a lot of the analysts would say, no, he, he has a reason to, blah, blah, blah. Like, I stand by LeBron. But then Russell Westbrook does it. And if that's the first thing they talk about on ESPN the next morning, all those, like, like you know, former players or, you know, NBA analysis people and shit like that, they get on there. They'll start, like, legitly, like, shitting all over Russell Westbrook. Oh, that's why he's not a leader. That's why Kevin Durant didn't want to play with him. They'll say some stupid shit like that. And, like, that shit sucks. Yeah. 
you know no, what I'm but... saying? Because that doesn't stop him. That doesn't stop like like yo. If I'm gonna if we're gonna be honest though, the guy left it all out on the floor though. He did, and that's probably why he left. He was pissed, and I would have been pissed too. But I wouldn't have been. I personally would have been pissed to the point where I I walk away from my team because I'm being the leader. You guys have to look at my face. I gotta look at y'all's face once you once the game is like completely over in that locker room. Yep. So what do you say to them once they start walking in? Oh my bad guys, like fuck it. I just wanted to do whatever. We'll get the next one. I don't know, man. I don't because know, then now look, now you look silly because you walked away, right? You look silly because you walked away, and then now, now you're gonna you're gonna be happy because you're you're about to you know win and make that AC possibly. As of right now, as where the score stands. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you're gonna give criticism, be, meaning like the big multi multi billion dollar platforms as like ESPN, Fo- like Fox Sports, all them. If you're gonna if you're gonna you know do that shit, then make sure you do it the right way. Don't don't do it and pick and choose of who you really want to talk shit about and who you want to clown and all that. You give everybody the same type of no matter whether we all know LeBron's better than Wesley Westbrook, but the status of their what they mean for their teams is exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. They're no, their I... superstars of their team. They need it. They need. They need to be the leaders. So no matter what, for just because of that, you treat everybody the same. I agree. You know? I agree. I agree 100, man. That, and that's why I brought it up because I feel like if that would have been any, uh, uh, LeBron James, they would have been all over it. And I feel like Russell Westbrook, being the superstar that he is, he should get he should get heated for it as well. I mean. You shouldn't leave the game, bro. You're, 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 you have to be there. You have to finish the game. The same way that you can't go in the court if there's a fight or anything like that. The same way it should be if you get if you leave. You should get a technical foul. They should do something, something that they can punish you for that. Unless yeah. it's like an injury or something like that along those lines. But you're just leaving to leave. I mean, you saw the Jordan documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. The Last Dance. Yeah, of course. And you saw what you saw what Isaiah Thomas and those Detroit Pistons did. Yep. Same shit. Right. Hey, man, I, I just want to I just want to say one thing though. How I, I I mean, obviously we're not gonna get a for sure answer from an actual Celtics fan, but uh, how are y'all Celtics fans feeling? Um, let us know in in on our Instagram DMs. Like, let us know how you guys are feeling about Evan Fournier. Because my God, thirty six minutes and you guys only got eight points from him. Hit twenty seven percent from the from the field. Three for eleven. Two for six from the three-point line. Now you know our pain. He's gonna go anyway. off against the Nets. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah, that's the funny thing. But no, man, I I wanted to transition to the Celtics, man. I wanna. We already know Jason Tatum, you know, walking 50, 50 cent piece, walking bucket, fifty cent piece, over forty percent from the field. Guy almost had guy almost had a fucking. I mean, almost there. Almost had a double double, but he had four four assists. He had eight rebounds. He did his thing. He came out there. That is a leader. With one of their other, basically their Robin down, he stepped up and did what he had to do. But I want to give major shouts out to one person on that team that I feel is getting overlooked, and that is Kemba Walker. Oh, he, he has did, not man. had the type of game that he had that on Tuesday. He hasn't had a game like that in a very, very long time, and the fact that it was a meaningful game like that, you got you. you just, that's why I love Kemba, bro. He could have a terrible season, bro, and I still got mad love for Kemba. That's the thing, though. They needed him, though, because Jalen Brown wasn't there. Though he needed to score exactly score twenty nine points. Exactly my point. That's why I brought it up because he. It could have been easily Jason. Easily could have been. Evan Fournier, that could have had those points. Come on, let's be serious. No, 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 no. I, I am. No, seriously. It could have been the the numbers that Evan Fournier put. That's been Kemba Walker's type of numbers all season long. Maybe, maybe averaging a, maybe he would have gotten like ten or twelve, but it would have been on twenty seven percent free uh field goal percentage or thirty thirty two or whatever. But instead, he ended up shooting forty one percent, had twenty nine points. And seven rebounds and two assists at that. A, 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 a point guard who had only two assists but had seven rebounds. My only scare with the Celtics is without Jalen Brown there, who's gonna come in in the bench and step up? Um, in this game, they have Tristan Thompson who had a pretty solid game. I was gonna bring but him up too. He played. He did his. From, he did his thing. Aside from Tristan Thompson, nobody no else. else in the bench did anything. Nope. Anything. Mark Marcus Marcus Smart didn't really have a good didn't really have a good game. But Marcus Smart started. That's the thing. 
Well, he's starting. Yeah, he's starting. He's starting now. Well, no, he's been starting. Well, he start right. He's starting. No, he's been starting. Evan Fournier starting for uh for Jalen Brown. Then you got Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, uh, Williams. You see, but, and that, you see, but that's the problem, though. Kemba, Marcus Smart is not a starter. He's established himself in this league. He's more efficient off the bench. So if Evan Fournier has been a starter for the past however many years that he was here in Orlando, you start Evan Fournier as bad as it may look. You have to. Right, but that's the problem. Without Jalen Brown, you have to start Marcus Smart. Who else are you gonna start? I mean, no, I get. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You start. Well, that yeah. I mean, that's that's the problem. And they can't start Romeo Langford because you can't depend on him. You can't uh-huh. start Greg uh, or Grant Williams because he's better off the bench. I don't know, man. That that team is. That's why I've been. T- that's why I've been saying, man. The Celtics are going to be a, a team to watch out for this offseason, only to see if they're going to either start going downhill or they're going to improve. And I'm telling you, the only way that's going to happen is if they trade Jalen Brown. I'm telling you right now, or if they do some crazy ass, a crazy ass uh, signing. But I don't see any man, major. Poor Jalen Brown. Poor Jalen Brown. Every podcast we always talk about trading him, man. Hey, I think we, I think I think we gotta move on to the to Wednesday's games, bro. Because but but I poor, I poor say Jaylen it with Brown. love. I say poor it with Jaylen love, Brown, though. Man. I I say it with love. You say but, it with love. You say it with love, man. Oh, I love Jalen Brown. I just think they gotta trade him. No, no, yeah, because it's it's to benefit him and to benefit the Celtics. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Celtics Whatever. fan, so for me, I can get two shits. They can get worse. Better for the Magic, right? Even right. though we're, we're, it's not like a guarantee that we're going to make the playoffs next year. But regardless, it always feels good knowing that a team that was better than you last year and that beat you, especially that they got one of your players in a trade, and you being better than them, better than them the, the the following year. So, but like yeah. how you said, let's move on to the t- to the games that were that happened Wednesday, May twentieth, and let's start with the a game that wasn't it. It got good after halftime. For sure, got way better after halftime. But we, I think we all kind of already assumed and assumed right. But we we all expected the Grizzlies to come out of that matchup. Listen, no disrespect to both teams. I, the only quarter that I saw was the fourth quarter. That's all I care for in that game. Really, mm. I, the Spurs just don't excite me. Memphis, they have some nice young pieces, but they just I, I I don't I don't see the same energy that I saw from the other the teams the other teams. You know. Well, right, and I mean, plus it, it just goes back to what you said. They're playing the Spurs. The Spurs have never been exciting to watch. That's they true, just play though. really good that's fundamental true, basketball. Had, that's it. But they've had great players. Right, they don't but have that's not that great player this year. Right, I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> no, they have the Rosen. He, he's good, but he's not great. Yeah, well, I mean, he's and good, he was, but he was that horrible. Game, he was horrible. Uh, uh, Wednesday. Awful. Twenty three percent from the field. What with with. Over 35 minutes in that game, you only shoot 23 percent from the from the field. I'm sorry, but you know me, I I, I could defend the Rosen too, but I'm not defending that shit right there. Nah, Rudy Gay was Dejounte Murray, the same field goal percentage, 23 percent. But the thing is, the Rosen still managed to score 20 points. They came back after halftime. That's what I'm telling you. The first half. I was watching it, and I was, like, back and forth on my phone, on Twitter, you know, just keeping up with people, with conversations about the game and stuff there. And I had the game on, but I didn't stay – like, my eyes didn't get glued on the TV until the second half when the Spurs started making a run. But it's still, like – like, that team, we knew that they weren't going to go far. We knew that they probably weren't going to beat Memphis. And even if they would have beat Memphis, they were going to lose against whoever would have they would have had to face against Golden State in, in L.A. So – I mean, now we got what Golden State against uh, Memphis tomorrow. Yep. So no, next we gotta, week, we still got to talk about the Memphis Lakers again. Don't, don't, no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm it. just saying. So that's obviously a reason why to watch it is only because they're going to play the Warriors because we want to see if Steph could carry that team past a Grizzlies team and to make that eighth seed. So that's the only real. But if they would have been facing another team like the Spurs, that the ratings of that game would probably would have been low as shit. Yeah. If we're yeah, gonna be, if we're gonna I, be, I, mean, gonna I guarantee be you, if you look at the ratings out of all four playing games in the first in the first uh, games of the playing tournament, this has to be the lowest rating. Oh, most definitely. But let's be honest, though. The reason why that game was super close, Brandon Clark didn't play. Yeah. If Brandon Clark would have, Brandon Clark is a key piece off that bench. When he was hurt this season, when he missed those few games, those few weeks, that hurt them. 
So they're lucky that J- uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is back to pick up that you know that that big man role for him. But if Brandon Clark would have played, I felt like he would have brought more of that little spark off that bench that could have you know not given them that like comeback scare that they had because I you you could see it in their faces that they started to worry about that comeback for sure. Like you could see it. Bro, I want to talk about Valencia Unis there for a second. Um, what the hell? Ten for 16, 23 points, twenty three rebounds. Hooped. Jesus. He went out there and he hooped. He, but he's hooped. That's the thing, though. Valencia Eunice has been under the radar all season, but he's hooped all year. I love Valencia Eunice. He's hooped all year. And the thing is, he he's had plenty of 20-point, 20 20-rebound 20 games this year. And that's but he crazy. gets overlooked, bro. He gets overlooked just because of the team that he's in and because he's, does, he's not flashy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jokic is not flashy either, but... Let's be honest. He's a way better playmaker than Valencia Eunice is. So those little oh, things yeah. bring highlights and brings the attention to Jokic. But Valencia, Valencia Eunice is a skilled five. He's yeah. a very skilled five. Yes. The guy has great footwork, great post game, great he hook shot. Shoot. He can shoot. He plays solid defense. He's physical. Everything you want in a big man, in a modern-day big man nowadays, Valencia Eunice has it. And Amongst he's a big the- man that grabs every day. Exactly. My, exactly. Exactly what you said. So... Definitely overlooked. They, if the Grizzlies, I don't see it happening, but let's just say if they get past the Warriors and they play the Jazz, even even with this next playing game tomorrow, Valencia Eunice has to play Valencia Eunice type of basketball for the remainder of the season. For the remainder of the season. For whatever yeah, games they, they have left, he has to play exactly like that. And I'm not talking with the numbers-wise, just the, the, the physicality, the with the IQ, with the calmness, with the you know, the mellowness that he plays with when he plays really good basketball. They need that. They're gonna need it. But let's move on to uh, the best the game, game that was super, super exciting. A very great game, despite of the of the turnout. It was a great game, probably the best game of all the play-ins. Um, and that's the Lakers Warriors game. It finished 103 to 100 with the game being tied. And then within a few seconds before it finished, LeBron hit the buzzer beater three after a controversial call on Draymond Green. Um, he fought LeBron while he was trying to drive into the to the, to the lane and apparently, what, poked him in his eye? Listen. And they, I, I... they called it a flagrant one. No, right? no, 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 no. They called it back. They called it back. They, they called it a, a personal foul. Oh, or a common but, foul. They called it a common they, foul. They but called if, it we're a common be, foul. if we're going to keep it a whole buck, that was a flagrant two. No, he clearly, here, he clearly whacked them in his face, bro. I know LeBron's an actor. Trust me. I know this, and I've always stood by, and I've always bro, agreed with the person that brings it are up. You but he whacked the shit out of him. Let me play. ask you a question. Did you honestly watch the game? Y- yes. Did you watch that play live? Yes. The guy went up for the ball that he hit him in the face. It was unintentional. That's not a flagrant foul. I get that, but no matter what, it's still. So you're telling me, even though it didn't, it, it like it didn't look intentional because the other player basically put themselves in that position. If if I if I like just like closed fist punched you right in your jaw, he didn't actually, have a closed fist. I'm telling you, okay, whatever. My hand was open. I got out of uh, my palm is open. LeBron and whacked... James ran into him. Of course, you, I can run into your hands. Is it going to be called a flagrant foul? But he didn't. He didn't run into his hands. Yes, the he hands, did. No, that was in the motion of Draymond Green coming oh, down with his hands. It, I don't. I'm not saying it was on purpose. I'm not saying that it was malicious. I'm not saying neither of those things. But what I'm saying is, it happened. It was a mistake from. From Draymond Green, but the fact of the matter is, in if you really look at the replay of it, not live because live doesn't live doesn't matter because if they're gonna go back to look at look at it and see if it's a flagrant one two or whatever, they're gonna go look at the replay regardless. So if you go back and you look at the replay, no matter even if LeBron jumped up first, Draymond Green's hands were coming down regardless. They both just met up halfway, and apparently poked them in the eye as well while he did it. Hit him in the face. And you know when Draymond Green does something intentional because you know that he didn't mean it because Listen, he wanted let me to know, help. Let me know when you're done so I can talk. He Man, wanted to help LeBron up. You know, Dan, you know damn well Draymond Green is not going to help up anybody if he does A, if he doesn't like him, and B, if he doesn't think the, the, the play was uh, – was um if he thinks the play was, like, clean or dirty or whatever, he don't, he don't care, bro. He doesn't care. Draymond Green is going to go out there and keep playing. 
regardless or not, clutch fucking shot by LeBron. Clutch mm-hmm. shot. Great mm-hmm. defense, too, on him at that. So don't knock shit about LeBron. That was a great game. I low-key just wanted them to lose because I wanted to see them play the Jazz. But I guess we're going to get a possible Warriors and Jazz matchup. I'm done, by the way. Good. <laughs> Space Jam 2 is coming out. Oh, God. Here we and, go. And uh, obviously, we got a Grammy Award winner, uh, LeBron James over here. <laughs> he's trying to make a he's trying to make a, a a case for for the Oscars. Oh, sorry, not Grammy Oscars. He's he's a freaking Oscar Award winner, right? LeBron James. Uh he's been in Hollywood for way too long. He's getting he's getting these bad this bad uh. Let me see. Let me see how I'm trying to say this as nice as possible, but I'm I'm just I'm trying to be straight up. He, he's been, he's been, he's 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 taking his acting career and taking it into bringing it to the NBA, right? Come on. He even said after the game, I saw three rims and I shot it to the one in the middle because that's what I was thought. Get the hell out of here, bro. Get the hell out of here. You're a freaking actor, man. You're an actor. You saw Michael Jordan and he had the flu game, and, and you wanna you wanna do the the one eye game? Like get the hell out of here, bro! Get the hell out of here! The one eye game, <laughs> bro! Oh, cause my eye I couldn't see, I couldn't see. And you saw the hoop perfectly fine when you shot that shit. Well, no shit, cause that was that went in like straight in. Switch. And then he, and then, and then, he, and then he, he looked at his eye. He's like, I can't see, I can't see. Bullshit. LeBron James is an actor. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. CJ McCollum knows it. He he tweeted about it. He's like great act, great acting. LeBron, great acting. Come on, hey, man. Acting let's, let's all you on, want. Acting all you want. Let's acting. be honest. Let's be honest. Act. Hell of a shot. Hell of a shot. But LeBron James' acting career. Let's keep it. Let's keep it in the movies and not on the court. Simple as that. Regardless, and I was still a flagrant too. That's not gonna take away from him I acting got about a that. Too, bro. I wasn't Regardless of not him acting about the it. The right call was called. That's it. The right call was called. It was a. It was and a even all right, foul. whatever. Agree to disagree on it being a, a flagrant two or a common foul. But regardless of not, he whacked him in the fucking face, and the eye, and his hands were on in his eye, like on his eyes. From like the replay, as like before LeBron came out and said like, "Oh, I couldn't see whatever." You can't assume that oh he poked me in my eye he just like hit me in my eyes but you would assume that LeBron's eyes were closed so maybe he he dodged that but he didn't he poked him in the eye apparently so let me ask you a question I know LeBron James hit the game winner who the court yesterday oh uh, Steph Curry no doubt okay I was listening I was listening to first take this uh, this morning um or I I saw the the replays of take and they were talking about how LeBron Stephen Curry is not a LeBron James level. In the sense, in the sense of somebody that can take over a game, but I, I, I would like to disagree what? with that. I would like to disagree yeah. with that. No, I, I'm, LeBron I'm with James, you. On LeBron that. James is LeBron James. We get that, but Stephen Curry can take over a game just as much as LeBron James can. Oh, he most definitely. With no supporting cast, because Draymond Green is not a scorer. He's nope. missing. He's missing Clay. He's missing um the big man Ooh. in the middle. He's missing um, Oubre, despite him not playing the Oubre basketball Oubre, they expected. Missing Kelly Oubre. He's missing three big pieces, big parts of this team. Their big men on the court at, at some points were Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. That was what their big. That was their center and power for. Kevin Looney was the only center in that roster that played. Players, players like Ant- Andre Drummond. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like, I just feel like they take away from Curry, um, and, and he deserves more credit. Yeah, they lost, but I, I just, I, I hope. And again, this is just a personal opinion. I hope that Curry and the Warriors come out and they just destroy Memphis in the next, the next playing game, which will be tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks though too. But then you start to look at how they blew that game. You know what I'm saying? Because they blew it. Yeah, they blew it. And yeah. a good chunk of that, though, despite him being the one, the best player on the court yesterday, but the part of them blowing that game was also because of Steph. So you can't you can't knock him on that. But then again, LeBron has those type of games too. So that's why I agree with you in the sense that 
I disagree with what those people in First Take were saying because I didn't watch First Take this morning. You know, I watch this shit almost every day. Yeah. I didn't watch it today, so I didn't hear that segment. But I would have if I would have seen that. Like what Max I Keller, when Max Keller, shit, I, the one that brought it up. Oh, of course, Max would say some shit like that. But it like. I don't agree with that, bro, because LeBron has, he, you know, he's the reason why the Lakers blow some leads. He's the reason why they lose some games. Same reason why they win and, you know, come back and win games. So Steph has that same effect over there in, in Golden State with or without a Klay Thompson, with or without a Draymond Green. He's like that. So with, you with can't, a worse like, support with a, with a worse supporting cast than LeBron James does. Yeah, on paper, yeah. LeBron just always has a, a – he always has a supporting – a good supporting cast. In the in the sense of like career wise, but then at that at the moment though, at the moment if you really think about it, like most of the time the team that he's uh, that he's facing has a better at right now skill set like team individually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you this: if this man Anthony Davis does not step up, oh, they're not gonna go far. They're not gonna go. They're not gonna uh-huh. beat the Jazz. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm, they're not gonna beat Phoenix. I'm telling you that right now. No, I, don't I agree. Care. I agree. I don't care. I don't care if they, even with Phoenix not having the 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 big mans to keep up with the Andre Drummond with the Marcus Gasol when they decide on throwing him in the court on the court or with um or uh uh Anthony Davis, Marcus Gasol, and um Andre Drummond, those three guys. You got three elite big. Well, two I would say if anything, elite big mans and one that can still give you numbers and can help you win. But neither of those three are doing shit. Yeah. Andre Drummond was playing way better basketball when he was in Cleveland. Went to LA, got stagnant. Anthony Davis came back from that injury, had one or two good games. Said, well, "I'm back, I'm back." Hasn't done shit. Hasn't he's, even played. The thing about Anthony Davis, he's settling too much with that jump shot and not posting up. Yep, that Davis, that, and I think he's playing scared. I think he's playing scared in the sense that he's he's worried about getting that getting hurt again and and he's doing what too much. He's what, to what, too he's much. basically doing what KD, what kind of like what KD did. But KD went out there without the fear, if that makes sense. So he's scared because he saw what happened with KD. Him coming back too early from an injury and then ended up, you know, with the Achilles. Yeah. He's scared that it might turn out like that because, I mean, before he before he was out for that lengthy time, right, everyone was thinking that it was an Achilles injury. Luckily, it was just a, like, a, like a heel or some shit like that, which is still around the Achilles area. So I can understand why he's playing scared, but my guy, you guys got the opportunity. You guys still have, if you and LeBron just get on your shit, LeBron clearly is on his shit. That that never goes away. But if you don't get on your shit, bro, or if you can get on your shit, you guys could win it again easily. Easily you could win it again. But the, key if factor, playing, the key factor is Anthony Davis. Yup, that's what I'm I mean, it, Anthony Davis and not even that, bro, if I'm going to be honest with you. Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell is, an, is another key is another key factor on that on their success. They, they, they don't, are they are, but they, it, it revolves around AD. Well, no, yeah, I'm just saying, but even with AD and LeBron bad, but you got to remember you had the you had the cast and the support last year with Caruso. He's not playing nothing near like how he played last year. You had you had um Dwight Howard that did his thing. You had Javale McGee. You know what I'm saying? You had you had that. These guys are coming from, you know, you got Dennis Schroeder. He hasn't played nothing near what he played last year. You got Montrez Harrell that is playing nothing. And he hasn't even been hurt. At least I'll give Dennis Schroeder that, that he was been hurt. But Montrez Harrell has been healthy almost damn near all year long. And he hasn't played nothing near how he was playing in in, in, um, in the Clippers. So, no, you're regardless right. or not, but yo, playing let's, games, playing let's games are going. This off. Let's finish this off with some awards. Yeah, 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 yeah. But real quick. As of right now, it's about the eight, seven and a half, eight minute mark of that Indiana Pacers Washington Wizards game for the final spot in the East. And Washington currently is destroying Indiana, 124 to 89. So as of right now, it looks like Washington is going to take that A seed. We'll find out more. But next week, obviously, we're going to talk about the that Warriors Memphis game. We'll, uh, you know, talk more about that. The playoffs will probably already start, so we'll talk more about that. So, until then, we're going to finish this episode off with some awards that uh, Mr. Juan has for us here. Yes, sir. The NBA today announced the finalists for six awards that were one of the top performers of this 2021 season. Um, you obviously got the NBA Coach of the Year. You got the Kia NBA Defensive Player of the Year. You got the Kia NBA Most Improved Player. The Kia MBA, then Kia's all over the place, bro. Kia, bro, NBA they they they're giving out free cars. And the Kia NBA Rookie of the Year, and don't forget about that six man. And the Kia 
NBA six man. <laughs> so there's three finalists for each round or for that's a lot each of, award. That's a lot of kids. Um, <laughs> there's three finalists for each award. Um, this is all based on the voting results from global panels of so sports writers, broadcasters, etc. And uh, let's start with the coach of the year. We got coach of the year, um, Monty Williams, Tom Thibodeau, and Quinn Snyder are your finalists. Um, very quickly, again, uh, moving, moving pretty quickly here. Who is your winner? Um, and and uh, do you have any takes from the from the coach of the year this year? Um, no, I like the finalists. Those would have been my finalists. I mentioned to you earlier today when we spoke about it that one one coach that I would have thrown in there would have been Nate McMillan out of Atlanta, but only if he would have started the season off with them because look at how he got them. If they would have stuck with Lloyd Pierce, unfortunately, I don't think they would have been even considered in the play-in tournament. They that probably would have been the furthest they would have gone. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I actually, those are the perfect three candidates. Um, and I you can't go wrong with any of the three. Um, no. all three deserve it. Jazz number one. The Knicks, the fact that they're in the playoffs, and Monty Williams just took the Suns from a the second worst drought in, in NBA history to making them the second seed in the NBA in the West. So, uh, you can't go wrong with either one. If I were to personally pick one, I would say Monty Williams. But I wouldn't be mad at any of the other two either. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. I agree. Monty Williams would be my choice if, if by somehow, some way, another one of those two guys win it. I wouldn't be mad either. Me neither. Moving on, we got the most improved player. Uh, these are the finalists: Julius Randle, Jeremy Grant, and Michael Porter Jr. Give me your mm-hmm. takes. I like I like the the stiff competition there only between Julius Randle and Michael Porter Jr. Because if anything, Jer- Jeremy Grant should have been. I think he was considered in the most improved last year too, if I'm not mistaken. And if he wasn't, last year would have been the year. He all, he definitely took a big step this season. But let's be honest, the re- the departure of Jeremy Grant is the reason why Michael Porter Jr. had the re- the season that he had. Um. But we all know Julius Randle took it to a whole nother level. In my opinion, all NBA, t- all, all all NBA team type of player. Um, he'll probably end up getting third or second just because that's how the NBA works, you know. But I, I'd give it to Julius Randle for sure. No, yeah, for sure. Um, three great candidates. Uh, Jeremy Grant is a question a question for me because he started the season so good, um, uh, and then he just kind of started going downhill, um, and kind of just disappear really from the map the last the last few months of the season he was nowhere to be found he wasn't that same Jeremy Grant in the beginning of the season so mine's is going to come down to Julius Randle and Michael Porter again um but I I have Julius Randle taking this one um I just feel the way that he has taken he has taken over the Knicks um as uh as the star of that team uh you know first time all-star uh I I just got I can't I cannot give it to anybody else that's not Julius Randle right he deserved that and some, but I mean that's probably the most only like the only like personal individual award that he might get. Correct. So, so moving on, we got six man finalists. Oh, uh, six man of the year. Whoa, 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 hold on. Let's just throw this out there though. Who gives a fuck about these awards for if you're Julius Randle? Who gives a fuck about these awards? You know why? Why? Because you are the, one of the main reasons why you got the team that you're at now. That you're in now, you got them to where they're at. Yeah, that's why he's the most improved. And not even that. But you're gonna you're you're about to get a fat ass paycheck this summer. So you yeah. can keep all the individual awards, but winning and getting recognized by my by, with a with a paycheck, it will be is will be what would be more important and more like you know satisfying for me. I just wanted to throw that out there. Go ahead. No, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, get definitely the money is as a big part of it, but. If you can get both of them in your hands, then take the money and take the trophy. Yeah, good point. Uh, so, like I was mentioning, the sixth man of the year, we got Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, a big season this year. Honestly, sure. I feel like he should be included in that most improved. I would, I would say, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if he was on there versus Jeremy Grant. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like this one, I don't think there's any competition. Jordan Clarkson is gonna take it. Land by a uh, landslide. Yeah, Joe Ingles, he had a, he had a great season, solid season. Derrick Rose, same thing. Um, he's a big part of that New York Knicks uh, roster, um, coming out the bench and and just kind of solidifying that bench role. Um, sometimes even starting. But Jordan Clarkson, he he just took he just threw the six man. Uh, yeah, I would say that he had a a few weeks that he started you know playing a little 
you know, just whatever type of basketball. But, you know, he he, he showed it in the bubble that he fits with that team. Um, he started off the season and even damn near midway, he kept it hot. He didn't slow down. Um, but you can't expect a guy like that, especially a guy that's not like a, you know, when you think about like the LeBron James and superstars like that, you can't expect a guy like Jordan Clarkson to come out playing the same way how he's been playing all year long, like legit from point A to point Z. So um, I'm sure now come playoff time with either Memphis or or um, Golden State, you're going to see the Jordan Clarkson that was always deserving for the six men of the year. So regardless how you said, he deserves it by a landslide. Good for him. Good for the team. And hopefully that brings the energy into the, that, you know, that locker room come playoff time. Definitely. Definitely. Let's move it on. We got rookie of the year. Um, man, the NBA is bright. You got three young studs, uh, LaMelo ball, Tyrese Halliburton and Anthony Edwards. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this one's tough for me, bro, because obviously the the the, the the that's the thing though. But like the 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 best choice is Lamelo Ball. Like that's the most common choice. But I just feel like he missed way too many games. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I feel like he missed way too many games. No. Zion Williamson missed way too many games, and he didn't get Rookie of the Year. They gave it a job. I feel like they should treat him in that same in the same breath. Uh, as as they do the same thing they did to Sion Williamson, in my opinion, I think this one goes to Anthony Edwards, bro. Surprisingly, nah, man, I don't we know. All, I, we I... all know if we're going game by game status or basis, Lamelo Ball is the Rookie of the Year. But if you're looking at a year at the season as a whole, I I gotta give it to Anthony Edwards, bro. It it's a close competition. It's a close tie for sure. One hundred percent. I don't I, I don't disagree with that. I love the fact that Anthony Edwards. He started off slow. We all know that. There's no secret. He started off a bit slow. Found his own, though. He found his own. And ever since he found his own, he's kept it consistent. So you got to respect that. I love it. When it comes to Tyrese Halliburton, he's he's going to fall under the radar. Because no matter what, he was, a, he was a steal of the draft, honestly. He fell. He wasn't expected to even go past 10 and ended up going, well, I think Sacramento picked him at 11, right? Something like that. It was, it yeah. was, it was 11 late, or, uh, it was late in the lottery. 13. It was late in the lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It late in the lottery. So, steal of the draft. Good player. I it's beautiful future. Um, as an NBA player, I love the the you know the the tandem between him and De'Aaron Fox. I love that. He's gonna be a great player for years to come. But the reason why I still choose Lamelo Ball as my rookie of the year, as I've been saying even before he got drafted, this kid missed less than half of the games that Zion missed last year. One, two, his team still made it to the playing game. Despite them getting eliminated, they still made it to the playing game. That's number two. Number three, without him, that team would have not had the success that they had. And four, okay, <clears throat> which is I, to me the most important reason, is that if we're going to keep it a whole buck, Minnesota would have landed in the same position that they landed in this season with or without Anthony Edwards. It sucks that he had to be in a situation like Minnesota, right? Because he has a bright future. You like the kid is going to be a stud in this league. Like you said, the, the future is bright. But that that trophy deserves and belongs to Lamelo Ball. No matter what. Let's see. Let's see man. It's, it's, it's gonna. That's gonna be one of that's gonna come down to the wire. Um, like I said, if you're talking about if you're talking about game by game, then yeah, definitely Lamelo. But I think I see it as a season as a whole, and I just feel like LaMelo missed way too many games to to win that rookie of the year. So mine's is for Edwards, but I wouldn't be mad if LaMelo wins it. Um, it's just simple as that. But this one was a one that we got at it earlier before the podcast. We were discussing it back and forth. Defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. <laughs> we have two that uh, we believe deserve to be there, but there was a third uh, that you uh, have some questions about. So, we got Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, which we both agree should be in there. Um, the two best at their position and when it comes to defensive-wise. Yep. And, and the third one, you got Draymond Green, mm-hmm. which I love. But you have something to say, and I want to hear it. 
Well, I'll start off by giving giving uh, Ben Simmons and um, Rudy Gobert their their roses now. Those guys, I think, have finished top three finalists in Defensive Player of the Year for the past. I know Rudy Gobert for sure longer than Ben Simmons has, but I would say for the past like two, three years, they've both been on that list with just that one other player. Um, and Rudy Gobert has won, I think, what, two, three already awards? He's won two in a row. Two in a row. So if he wins it this year, it would be three, which has never been done in the NBA. So the if I'm not mistaken, whoever hears this, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Dwight Howard was the first player to win, um, like defensive player of the year back to back. Um, and then obviously after that, you know, records are broken, and here goes Rudy Gobert. So kudos to them. Who wins it out of those three? If you ask me, that is going to be Rudy Gobert, but. Draymond Green is my is, is is the when I saw his name on that list, I low-key got upset. So uh just wanted to correct Dwight Howard was actually the only player to have won the award three times, took three consecutive seasons. Oh, okay, so there you go. So then that means that if Rudy Gobert wins it this year, then he ties Dwight Howard. He will be the second player to ever do it, correct. Okay, all right. So it's not going on to Draymond Green. Great defensive player, not knocking him for him not like I'm not knocking him saying that he's a bad defender. He's a great defender. We all know this. He's that's been his MO all throughout his whole career. Bam out of bio deserved that spot over Draymond Green. I would like to disagree. Oh, I know. <laughs> the, re- <laughs> the reason why I think that Dr- that Draymond Green doesn't deserve it over Bam is only because you you mentioned that Draymond Green could guard one through five. Draymond, Dr- Draymond Green is a better defender than Adebayo. He can guard one through five. He's played center. He's guarded opposite team. I cannot say the same thing about Adebayo. He cannot guard ones. He can't. He They'll can. run all over him. He can't. He can. He, he can. He cannot. He can. It's a different scenario if you're saying he can't keep up with a one. He because the physicality, he, he, the physicality, Ain't no, ain't no true pure point guard that's gonna be able to back down Bam Adebayo. Listen, Adebayo on a switch can probably like play, play like guard the one as a, on a switch, but Draymond Green, you can actually set him up to guard the point guard. Not, not You're as right. a pick. Not as a pick. I'm talking about from the get go. No, straight up, straight up, man to man. Yeah, no, I understand that. But all right, whose defense? Whose defense? is more valuable for their team. Oh, no doubt, Draymond Green. Draymond Green is the anchor of that defense for the Warriors. All right then. What did I mention to you but when what did I mention to you when I when I like when I told you that he deserved that Bam deserved it over um Draymond Green? What did I say or what did you say? No, what did I say? Draymond Green, this is the same de- defensive type of Draymond Green we've seen before. And right? what did I tell you? This is not the most this is not the most improved defensive player of the year. We're talking about who is the most def- he's the who is the best defensive player of the year. We both agree that's gonna come down to Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert. But as a third finalist, there's no way I'm putting out of bio over Draymond Green. You're crazy. Nah, bro. I, I, Dray- uh, Bam out of bio. That's what I'm saying, bro. But the thing is, is that the Heat coming off of a championship run or running falling short, but making it to the finals. How is it that the Warriors that had one of the worst records in the league last year got more national televised games than the fucking Miami Heat did? First of all, explain to me that. Well, no that one was, can. That was hoping that Stephen Curry was going to play, but obviously he got hurt. No, no, no. I'm talking about this year. So Steph was hurt. Oh, this Steph year? played all year, but this that was with the idea of having the big three back together, right? But right. that shouldn't stop. No matter what, you see, like that's the problem. With like the NBA as a whole, just in general, this stupid shit that they that they go for. Oh, let's rather put the team that just finished coming off the one of the worst records in the league, because we 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 are excited to see the nice big three playing back together again, all fully healthy, and let's not give credit and show love to the team that made it to the finals that no one saw coming, right? Because no one saw the Heat coming out of the East last year. No one did. Let's not let let's go ahead and let's give them. Let's just say at a, at, we'll give the Warriors eight games, eight national televised games. Let's get the Heat three. What kind of fucking sense does that make? Well, that's the same shit that happened to the Lakers before LeBron got there. They had every nationalized TV game, and what happened? They were one of the worst teams in the NBA. 
No, yeah, but I mean, even it's the Lakers, bro. Even when they were bad, when they had Kobe, exactly. they still were that's on my, television. That's, that, well, that's backing up your point. That's backing up your point. You're, you're, but what I'm, but what I'm saying is, the reason why I bring that up. That they're going to be good. Or you're assuming because they're big city markets. That's it. Well, but the reason why I bring that up is only because of this. Well, bro, come on. Let's be honest. If you're going to go on vacation, if you got the option between going to Miami or, or, or San Francisco, where are you going? I mean, I live in Florida, so I'll probably go to Miami. Well, no, I'm just saying, even if you don't live in Florida, market-wise, knowing what you could do, nightlife, uh, scenery, what you could do, you, you more. I think eight out of ten people would choose Miami. Yeah, but San Francisco is not that far off, bro. I feel I feel like you're sleeping on San Francisco. No, no, no. I, I, I no. I, you know, I, I could only imagine. I know people that's been there. So it's a beautiful city. All that. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not knocking the city. I'm just saying, like, you can't say because of the market. Because if you talk about market, Miami has a way better, bigger market than than San Francisco does. Right, but Miami, what Miami's been a small market until LeBron James got there. Because Miami was not a big market, even even being the city of Miami. We're talking about the franchise. What? Are you serious? Miami wasn't a big market until LeBron James got there. So they weren't a big market when Shaq got there? So no. Shaq didn't make them a big market? After no, Shaq they, coming they, from a way larger market in L.A. They to weren't, Miami? They weren't known as a big market. No, they weren't. They weren't known as a big market. Mm, I don't know about that, bro. I, I think that that's something we'd have to get, like, if there's a way to get an actual, like, fact about that, we'd have to look that up because I don't know. But, but point is, point is, is that. DPOY, bro. The point is, is that the reason why I brought up the whole ratings thing is because Draymond Green is getting more, is being seen more nationally in as a whole than Bam Adebayo is. The Miami Heat not having the type of season they had last year, even just with with seating, um, you know, Bam Adebayo got a, was hurt a little bit in the beginning of the year too. Remember in the beginning it was like him and Jimmy back and forth getting hurt, they couldn't play together, and then whatever. Like he wasn't getting the love that he was getting shown that he should have deserved. But Bam out of Bayou, if you look at his defensive ratings, defensive numbers, he is up there with all those guys. And I don't have all those numbers in front of me right now, but if you look at the individual, the individuality of each defensive rating between him, um, like Bam, Draymond, Ben Simmons, and Rudy Gobert, I guarantee you that if you start to look at that, like look at it that way and you break it down, you'd be like, all right, well, clearly Rudy Gobert, and clearly, Ben Simmons deserves it, but Bam Adebayo for sure got ripped. We're gonna disagree. Um, you know, I, I have my reasons why Draymond should be there, and, and I feel like he's a more of an impact on the game on the defensive side. And you have your reasons for Adebayo. Point is, Draymond is in the top three. Adebayo isn't. So the defensive player of the year is gonna come down to Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I mean, regardless. Green, yeah, Bam Simmons. Adebayo being on that list, regardless, he I, I feel like Rudy Gobert still wins that shit. I, I uh, Rudy Gobert is gonna win that. that it's award, gonna bro. come down to Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert. Who's gonna win it? I'm not sure. Nah. There's no other defensive anchor. There's no other guy that you could depend on defense as much as Rudy Gobert over there in Utah. In we'll Philly, see. We'll you, see. you in Philly, in Philly, you could depend on somebody else defensively if Ben Simmons doesn't have a good defensive game. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see but but we're missing the most important award, and that's the most valuable player. Ooh, ooh. Top three. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and Stephen Curry. Not in any particular order. Who is your winner? Ah, oh, man. Um, I, I, I'm gonna just stick with what I said. I don't want to keep switching. I'm, I'm gonna stick with Jokic. I'm gonna stick with Jokic. Does Steph deserve it? Yes. But you know why Jokic is going to win it? And I think you already know the answer to that. Uh, the fact that he's played every single game? Well, I mean, no, nah, that, that wasn't what I was thinking. But, I mean. He's been consistent and he's played every single game. I would say more that he's been consistent and because of the seating of his team. Where they stand. Well, if that's the case, then MB should win it. Well, no. Because that's without. Philly's number two. Or number three, sorry. Yeah, but still, but and be without all right, you gotta look at it like this. Without Jokic there, are the Nuggets even a playoff team? Probably not. Without Joel Embiid in there. Think about everybody else that's in Philly. Think about the coaching that they right, have. All right. But I'm also thinking about the fact that Ben Simmons missed a big chunk of games too. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. But what but what I'm saying is that 
because of the placement of seating it, and, and because he's played every game. And that was like your main argument in the beginning of the season when we were talking about, you know, the possibility of who may be, you know, early talks of MVP. You said, oh, I would choose Embiid over Jokic. And I agreed with you. And the thing, the reason why we didn't was, was because Joel Embiid missed a good chunk of the season as well. Listen, Philly is what, number one? Philly finished first in the East, yes. Okay, and Denver finished what, third? Uh, yes, yeah, because they'll be playing. Uh, they'll be playing. Um, uh, the uh, Blazers. Blazers. All right, enough said. Philly is number one because of Joel Embiid. Simple as that. My MVP again, and that goes back. That goes back to the Rookie of the Year. If you're gonna go ahead and give Rookie of the Year to Lamelo Ball. Then you damn sure better give the MVP to Joel Embiid. Bro, it's not that's the thing though. The NBA, like, it's sad, but it don't work like that in the NBA. Well, the, then, then, then if you give it a Jokic, then don't give the Rookie of the Year to Lamelo. But that's the thing, man. Like the the people who choose these awards, they pick and choose, man. That's the sad thing. This to me is something that you you have five players that are you know without a question deserves to be in the conversation. Right, the NBA or the the media, whatever, decides the five, and then from there you let the fan you for one year try it out. Just try it out for one year, right? Just so they don't go crazy, like you know, some fans start voting Alex Caruso into the fucking All Star game. Like, give me a fucking break, bro. Let's be real. I'm not knocking the dude. You know, get your bag. You know, enjoy your life in the NBA. A lot of people wish they were in your shoes. I'm not knocking him, but let's be fucking honest. The guy's never gonna make an All Star game, right? So why the hell, you know, those are obviously just individual fans of that player. So if you if you forcefully make fans only choose out of five players for each award that deserves it, right? Because, look, I, I would say within the first two years, Kawhi Leonard is not in the Defensive Player of the Year um, conversation, right? So if you were to, if you had to choose five, being a media personnel that just makes that decision, are you putting him in that in that conversation this year? Kawhi Leonard? If Kawhi Leonard what? I'm sorry? I'm just saying, Kawhi Leonard, you would consider him, like, if you had a, if there were five fi- finalists instead of three, would, I put would you put Kawhi Leonard, Leonard on, that, on, that, on that list? No. For this season, no, right? No. All right, so let's just say for the sake of conversation, Bam out of body, right? Oh, my God. You don't got to choose. I'm just saying, but out of the five, if you have, if the media has to choose five, right? I'm not going to go in here and start picking another one, but I'm just saying, then you let the fans vote. And then from there, then that's how it's, that's who's determined the winner. If you make the fans only choose out of five for each award, the average fan has to choose the one that's an obvious choice, right? The real choice. So if you were to let the fans vote this year, if you had, let's just keep it the way it is. Three finalists. If the fans had to choose, I guarantee you Steph wins that shit. No question. I mean, that's my vote. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I would choose Steph too because look at the way he's been playing. The, he would play like this well, even if Clay Thompson thing, was healthy. That's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. Like, we're looking at each team's record, and that's the way that you're based that you were basing it off the fact that Denver's number three and the fact that they've been he's been consistent. Jokic's been I'm, consistent. I'm only doing I'm only doing that because I know how the NBA is going to go with the with the actual right. like, winner. That's how Golden, they're going to make the decision. Golden, look at Golden State last year. Look at Golden State this year. And if you look at Stephen Curry in every single game, he is the most valuable player. No, most definitely. Most definitely. This is going to be a fun, a fun time. Uh, the awards are going to uh, announce um, every every round of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's in the, either the first or second round. Um, if I'm, Let me just double check. Yeah, so TNT will announce the winner of each award to win its coverage of the 2021 NBA. Um, each voter's complete ballot for each award will be posted after the announcement of all season awards. So we expect that by the second round, we should already know who the MVP is going to be. Um, by, the end of, by the second round, we're going to know the MVP, Coach of the Year, and uh, etc. So it, it, let's see what happens. Um, you gave your predictions. I gave my predictions. Um and I just want to finish it off with saying the Wizards destroy Indiana Pacers 142 to 115. That is official. So they will be moving on as the AC. They will be facing the Brooklyn Nets.
Congratulations, you guys will play Brooklyn. <laughs> that, and you know what? You know what? That's that's gonna be an exciting matchup, first round. Don't sleep on that on that series. Don't think that's and that's a wrap, like, guys. No, no, I'm saying in the sense like it's gonna be the 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 chippiness, the physical. Bro, we're getting a we're finally getting a first round match, or like a playoff matchup of Russ and KD. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. That's why I'm saying it. You're over here thinking I'm going for the win. Russ, that KD, series. What the fuck? Russ, you think I'm KD, that crazy? Russ, KD, and James Harden. And J- yeah, but I'm talking about with that little. But I mean, we all know that we we all hope that the little feud between KD and Russ or that little shit that's going on. That shit's already been time heals everything. I mean, they don't got to be cool, but it's just like water under the bridge, bro. Like you're making your money, I'm making mine. I got family, you got fa- like let's fucking move on. You know what I mean? Um, but it's still gonna be a great series. That's why I'm saying don't sleep on it for that reason only, because we're gonna see intense basketball, physical basketball. Hopefully, we see a lot of pushing, shoving, no ejections. Let the refs let like hope the refs let them play. I feel like this is gonna be a great. We're gonna we're gonna see. I think times two, the the type of basketball, the good basketball we saw in the playoffs in the bubble last year. We're going to see that times two this season. And it's going to be in their own arenas. And they're going to have fans. It's going to be great. So I'm excited for the next coming weeks of this uh, of the podcast, of the NBA. Um, we'll see if any big major news comes out in the NFL by next week. If not, guess what? We're only going to talk basketball. So get ready for that. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, shit. I don't got nothing else for, for the good folks that are tuning in. Do you got anything else? Nah, man. Uh, just looking forward to that game tomorrow. We got the Warriors. Facing the Memphis Grizzlies, make the best team win. But I hope Curry wins. Um, and let's see what happens. <laughs> For your case, it's not the best team. Let the best player win, right? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be Hey man, but that's gonna be it. It's gonna be a wrap. Episode thirty-one. We appreciate sure. you guys. We love y'all. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, stay tuned. Follow us on um, Instagram. Uh, it's at Keep It Sports Pod. Let us know anything you want to tell us. If you want to be mentioned in next week's episode or any future episodes, let us know. Um, and yeah, man, enjoy some basketball. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.